Jenna Neal sank heavily onto her airplane seat and kicked off her high heels, shoving them beneath the seat in front of her. With a small sigh of relief, she rotated her ankles to take the pressure off her aching arches. She'd always loved heels, the higher the better, and insisted on wearing them. Never mind, they definitely lacked a comfort factor. Once she'd shot past six feet, she figured it didn't matter if she added a few inches to her already overbearing height. A flight attendant leaned over to hand her a pillow and blanket. Jenna tucked the pillow behind her head as she listened to the safety briefing and estimates of their arrival time in London. She closed her eyes, but it didn't ease how tired and gritty they felt, and smoothed her too short denim skirt down her thighs. A red wool sweater and matching denim jacket finished off her outfit. She'd been so excited about getting out of Alaska and away from the layers she was forced to wear through the winter, she'd probably underdressed for the current jaunt. Less trendy clothes were tucked in her checked luggage, but they weren't exactly accessible. The last few days hadn't offered much opportunity for rest. She, Colleen Kelly Regis and Roxanne Lantry Redstone, Roz to everyone who knew her well, were the last of the demon assassin witches. Having escaped Arikna demons by a ridiculously narrow margin, again, the three of them were on their way to the UK where they could do it all over again. Jenna grinned ruefully. Demons running amuck through the British countryside had thrown witches and the Dwin she together after 200 years of enmity. It had also netted impossibly hunky husbands for her sister witches, but that was beside the point. Staying alive was a much more front-and-center problem. Because Irikna demons had become so much more aggressive, everyone but her thought it would be best to travel separately. She hadn't agreed, but she'd been the one dissenting vote. As far as Jenna was concerned, there was always strength in numbers, but the others were convinced their current strategy would confuse the demons long enough for everyone to regroup on the eastern side of the Atlantic. Colleen and Roz were teleporting with their husbands. Neil, Colleen's Irish changeling familiar, was making his own way back home along with two Scottish changelings, Lear and Cray. Jenna had never been much good at teleporting, so she'd opted to fly commercial. It would place her arrival at least 12 hours after everyone else, but she could live with that. At least the first leg of her journey from Fairbanks to Seattle and thence to New York had been uneventful. Thinking about Arikna made her shiver, so she unfolded her blanket and draped it around her shoulders. Demons didn't get much worse than Arikna. As Abaddon's chosen henchmen, they played for keeps, and Abaddon was the biggest and baddest of Hell's denizens, so nothing was off-limits. Demon assassin witches had been a craw in his throat for a long time, and lately, he'd upped the ante to get rid of them. Permanently. Them means me, and I'd do well not to forget that. Jenna blew out a weary breath. One of her not-so-distant ancestors had been forced into demon containment 200 years ago by the Shi, breaking every rule that bound magic wielders, but the Shi hadn't cared. In the intervening years, demons had managed to kill every single witch with demon assassin ability, except for her, Roz, and Colleen. The Shi were primed to take back some responsibility for ferrying Irikna to the Ninth Circle of Hell, where the gatekeeper locked them away, but that hadn't exactly happened yet. She gritted her teeth and unclenched hands she'd balled into fists around the edge of the thin airline blanket. The aircraft backed out of its slip and headed for one of the many runways at JFK Airport. While it would be lovely to have help with the demons, working with the she held its own set of problems. For one thing, most of them were insufferably autocratic, which was how Jenna's great-grandmother had ended up being suckered into picking up the demon banner in the first place. 
Even though Titania, Queen of Fairy, appeared marginally tolerant of Colleen's and Roz's marriages to the Sheen now, she'd given Duncan quite a bit of grief over his proposed marriage to Colleen at the front end of things. By the time Ronan, the de facto she leader, made it clear he'd set his sights on Roz, Titania had backed down a few notches, probably because they were beset by Erechna. Jenna thinned her lips into a hard line. Hundreds of years before, Ronan's human partner had died in childbirth, and the child along with her. Apparently, both the queen and king of fairy made it clear Ronan had sunk himself by choosing to marry someone outside his race. In the face of their indifference, Ronan had carried his grief alone. It's just like it is with humans. Everybody's got to have somebody to look down on. Jenna tamped back a cynical grin. The she had made strides accepting other races, but they had a way to go before they moved beyond their intolerant past. Jenna pictured her friend's husbands, and a small sigh escaped. Like all the Dwin she, Duncan Regis and Ronan Redstone were heartbreakingly stunning.